Alright, welcome back. It is January 15th. It is the Melton Off Sports Show Off-Air Edition. And <clears throat> we have the AFC and NFC Championship games to start off here. And we got a full slate as well. We're going to talk about the Red Sox and Alex Cora scandal. And touch on the Bruins Celtics. And we'll have a special new segment. A little top four Mount Rushmore to end the show. And we will start with football. So, after a pretty... Another crazy divisional round of playoffs. We saw, you know, some crazy games, I would say, and we come away with uh, the Baltimore Ravens falling to the Tennessee Titans. I think that is the biggest standout out of all the playoffs. Uh, it's up there, for me anyways. I mean, the Titans overcoming uh, the Ravens there, I did not see it happening. I thought Lamar's issues with the playoffs were kind of just a rookie thing, and Anyways, we have the Packers and 49ers, and we have the Titans and the Chiefs. So, we're going to start it off with our picks, and I'll start on the AFC side, if that's cool. Um, I have Titans Moneyline over KC. I don't trust Andy Reid uh, totally, and obviously he's not on the field playing, but I just think that come crunch time, if it gets close... And the Titans are there, and Derrick Henry is running all over them, which he probably will on that uh, run defense. I think that the Titans could have a real chance at winning that game, and that's why I'm picking the money one. Well, you know, Dan, that's a great pick. Oh, let's go. That is a great pick. <laughs> so last week, I faded every single one of Dan Roach's picks. We went 4-0. Doing it again this week, and he's all about the Chiefs, thinks it's the... It was the Titans Super Bowl last week, and they got nothing left. So we're going exactly, we're going as far opposite as we can in Titans money line. Boom. I love it. Don't even need the seven and a half. I love it. Yeah, we're going to go with the Chiefs here, just because one team has Patrick Mahomes and one team has Ryan Tannehill. Um, I'm going with Tennessee, but with the points like a pussy, um, because I think Tennessee's going to... Kansas City is going to win the game outright, but I think it's only going to be like by a field goal or six points maybe, even by a touchdown. So you're playing with seven and a half. So I like I like Tennessee on the line, but I like Kansas City. Um, no, this outright. is either going to be Kansas City by two touchdowns or this is going to be Tennessee by two touchdowns. You want to put it on the board? A little 4-4 on that? Two touchdowns either way. Yeah. So less than 14. Yeah. 14 and a half. Yeah. All right, wow. Dan, put it on the board. On the board. <laughs> Only three minutes in. That's okay. <laughs> All right, uh, so the NFC. The Niners are favored by seven and a half, and I love that. Take the points. Packers are frauds. I know that they won the divisional round. I know that Rodgers, you know, overall – you know, look pretty solid, and I don't care. I don't care. I think Jimmy G is not going to fuck up, and even if he fucks up once here or there, I think the defense is still good enough and the running game is still good enough that, I don't know, I, I just don't see the Packers winning a close one, kind of like the AFC, um, as long as it's kind of close. I think the Niners uh, stick with it, and they pull away at some point, uh, sometime in the fourth quarter, obviously, and I think Jimmy G low-key will have one of those breakout playoff games where he actually... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't yell, but suck it, Ryan. Suck it, Jimmy G. What did he do last week? He didn't do much, okay? He did enough. He did enough. Oh, he did enough. Okay, cool. Enough. So All right. what happens when he actually has to make plays? You watch, bitch. That's that. See, that is a man who actually knows his quarterback can't make plays. No, and so, no. Oh, yeah, bitch. He hasn't had to make plays. I know he can make throws. And he just hasn't really found that kind of rhythm this season to be able to be that Jimmy G that we've seen. He had a 50 QBR last week. That's fine. That's fine. He still Average. won. He still won. It was better than Lamar's. He's a fraud. Cap. He's better than Lamar's. Lamar was trash. Lamar at least put up 500 yards. Yeah, because he threw the ball 60 times. He still ran for 140. 
All yeah, because he, he they, ran for more yards than Jimmy yeah, G broke they entirely. Stopped, they stopped playing him in the second half when they got up, and they just let him go all over the place. Jimmy G will have a good. He game. also had three turnovers. Not great, three hundred plus. Jimmy G only threw the ball nineteen times, and he still threw an interception. Didn't have to do much. When he has to, when push comes to shove, he's gonna fuck. You miss hundred percent of the shots uh, you don't take. You're right, and with that, I'm taking the 49ers as well. This kid was talking to DR, got all my picks. DR loves Green Bay. So much cap. Aaron Rodgers, fraud. <laughs> fraud. Fraud, fraud, fraud. fraud. Me just like last week with the Niners, they're going to meet with the Vikings. It's going to be close to the beginning, and then they're just going to pull away in the second half. Easiest cover ever. Easy. No. Too easy. No shot. No. Packers... Pack, give me, you can, I'll take the points. You think Packers are going back to the Super Bowl? Yes, that's no cap. way. The, the Packers are not about to get embarrassed by the 49ers Niners, twice in one season. Niners, Titans, Pats, Super Bowl, baby. No. Pats are back. No, it's it's. Rabel and Jimmy G. Look, back. I won't be upset <laughs> if it's Chiefs, Niners, because that's what I picked in our bracket at the beginning of the postseason. Humble brag. Humble brag. But <laughs> Packers, uh, just. Jimmy G's not – if this is a close game and it comes down to who can make a throw, who can make plays, it's going to be Aaron Rodgers, not Jimmy G. In the regular season, I would agree with you. In the playoffs – Yeah, but it ain't going to be a honestly. close game. Yeah, uh, I've hated on Jimmy G and the 49ers a lot on this show. Uh, I think that – I thought they were frauds. Y'all been hating since week two. Fraud. I've seen the light. This game – is not gonna be close. The, this game is gonna be similar to the to the Monday night game they played. Um, what was it Monday night or Sunday night? I can't remember. Whatever, it doesn't matter. Thirty-eight to seven. It was a, it was a blowout. That it's not gonna be. The margin isn't gonna be that much, but it's not. It's not gonna be the, very close. You know, the Packers, as Dan said, they're frauds. Both teams are frauds, but the 49ers are less frauds. Than the Packers are, and Jimmy G just doesn't—he just doesn't have to do anything. He's not going to have a great game, but the way Shanahan yeah. schemes it up and the way the D coordinator schemes it up, they'll get pressure on Rodgers. Rodgers will get sacked a couple times. will get mad. They'll turn on his teammates. He'll start throwing the ball around. Yeah, coach, and uh, that'll be that. The 49ers will probably run away with it, like Zach said. I like them running away in the second half, probably similar to the parents. to the minute. Yeah, definitely not yelling at his parents. Definitely not yelling at his parents or his brother. <laughs> Rock <Rocking. laughs> cap. Um, yeah, talk to them. Like I like the 49ers. Or the spread seven and a half. Never in doubt. I've seen the light. 49ers are going to the Super Bowl. Yep. Easy clap. Damn straight. Easiest clap. <laughs> Damn straight. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, in my mind, I see Titans and Niners, which, just as a Pats fan, I think we would all agree that'd be kind of interesting to see, at the very least. Jimmy G and Vrabel, but nonetheless, I think Mike Vrabel has a, at least established himself as a competent coach. Not going to say he's like great or anything, but he's at least not a dunce, like a lot of coaches are in the league. So, I'll give him props for that. And he's done a lot with Ryan Tannehill as his quarterback. I know Derrick Henry's a beast and the defense is solid, but... Tannehill's a god. Tannehill? Still, at the same time, like... Who Tannehill's, would've, like, who would've thought? a better Jimmy G. And they and they don't kick field goals. They haven't kicked a field goal since, like, week nine. Tannehill actually makes deep throws and big plays. Jimmy G doesn't make plays at all. Okay, all right. You, you just... You, you gotta do that. That's a little too far. Too far. Too far, sir. Way too far. I don't see Jimmy G throwing deep TD passes. The only one I can remember. I don't see him making big plays. The only one I can remember off the top of my head is when he he just heaved up uh, absolutely against New Orleans. And it was unbelievable. Just just said, anyone, go catch this. Mystery box! (laughs) It was like like jackpot in in the parking lot. Anyone can catch it. Okay. No skill. <laughs> okay. That's enough. That's enough out of you. Okay. We. <laughs> when they beat the Packers this weekend, are you finally going to come around and stop hating on Jimmy G? So no, because he won't. Hit. If they right. win, it won't. It'll be because of defense and the running game. He will Yo, have done he's nothing. He's already hedging. Yeah. He's already I, I hedging. Around, I, I, haven't I, around, I haven't come around on Jimmy G yet, but I've come around on the team. 
I've come around on the team. I picked the Jimmy 49ers to make it to the Super Bowl. Yeah, but like Jimmy G, I'm not Jimmy G is not the reason why the 49ers are winning these games. Yeah, I that's my that. thing. But that's what I'm saying though. Jimmy G's not gonna he win you gonna, a game. He ain't gonna lose Aaron the game. Aaron Rodgers could win you a game. Jimmy Jimmy G ain't gonna lose you the game. He might lose you. A game. Uh, he, he might lose you. He lost the MCL game in the regular season. Yeah. No, no, their kicker not being nah, there no. lost them that he game. Yeah, sure. like he got picks. he got them into position for the, yeah. the kicker to make the field goal, but it was a rookie guy because their kicker was hurt. Nah, that's know. it. Nah, that nah. you don't want to hear because the truth. No, nah. that's the only game you have all nah. year for him to say that. Nah, and the Falcons. Nah. Yeah, it was a trash game. It was a trash game. Falcons scored two touchdowns. <laughs> Jeez. Well, uh, do we have any more on? The playoffs and the NFL. Just, Go Niners. What? Go, Go Niners. Niners. Just roll Niners. We just got to touch on Bill O'Brien. Oh yeah. How do how are we not gonna talk about oh, like, some of these the, divisional games? The, floor, the Texans yeah, get up twenty four nothing in the first quarter, and by halftime they're down twenty eight twenty four, and then they they let up seven touchdowns in a row, <laughs> and they lose what fifty one thirty one. Yep. That is. So embarrassing, and Bill O'Brien should have been fired on the spot, should not have been allowed to get back on the team plane. They should have sent him on a boat around the country and made him just wallow away. Wow, that you, you, was miserable. In Kansas City, all you can really do is, you know, send him... There's go, some waterways, we'll figure it out. Him, yeah. he, he can make his way to Mississippi. Yeah, but he, he ain't going cross-country. We'll figure it out. He ain't going cross-country. No, we'll figure it out. We'll shoot but him down to the Gulf he, he of gotta Mexico. You gotta go all the way down to South America. That yeah. is so embarrassing. <laughs> no Panama Canal. You kick the no, field goal and go up 24 like a softie instead of going for it from the Chiefs, like, 20 yards. That line. was so soft. So freaking soft. And then you go for a fake punt from your own, like, 35. What in the world are you doing? Uh, just get this guy year after year is just making terrible decisions, and he is just so trash. They're ruining Deshaun Watson and DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, they're wasting their prime. They yeah. Have, technically, they really haven't even entered their primes yet. Maybe Hopkins has because he's already like top two receiver, if not the yeah, best. Yeah, I'd say Hopkins in his prime. Uh, yeah. But it's just how how do you can you spot yourself twenty four points and you hand it away in three minutes? Yeah. Three minutes. How? How incompetent of a human being can you be? To hand away a 24-point lead in a playoff game in a matter of moments. That, that, that's just inexcusable. Like, he, like you want to talk about, like, giving the death penalty for, like, what well, we're going to talk about the sign-stealing in MLB. This guy should just get excommunicated from the league. He doesn't deserve it. He just does not. I, if he look, if, if he's trying to lose these divisional games, these these playoff games on purpose, and he fucked up the wild card round last week, that's fine. I I I I, I get that. But if he's trying to win, he had a tea time book this week. He had to get out of there. If you are trying to win, and that is how you 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 do that, I got nothing for it. Yeah, I mean, it was just another. I mean. I That's feel like this has been this has been going on for like three or four years now. It's the Texans make the playoffs, they lose early. Should Bill O'Brien be fired? Should Bill O'Brien not be fired? And I thought this was finally going to be the time. It was finally going to be the time because I thought if they lost to Buffalo, that he would have been fired, and they should have lost to Buffalo. I mean, yeah. that game was disgusting. And then to blow a, a lead like Ryan said so fast, it's, I mean, three minutes. That's that's gotta be that's less than the average time of of a normal drive for crying out loud. Like I mean, I mean, just complete incompetent. I mean, that's the only word I can say. I mean, t- to not go for it, you know, to go up twenty eight nothing, but then to go for it on the next drive in your own territory, it's like you got like you have to be kidding me. Like everyone sitting on their couch could have coached better than than O'Brien did in those moments. So. How he's not fired, I mean, he. it's too bad, you know, as you guys said, for Watson and Hopkins, but, I mean, you just can't take this team seriously. I mean, they're not, they'll, no, they'll, they'll, they'll no. they might win the AFC South next year, them or 
Tennessee or Indy, you know, that's that division probably or, for or Jacksonville. Those those are your options. Yeah, probably not Jacksonville. But I mean, who knows? But I, they're not they're not winning a Super Bowl with him as the head coach. No, they're just not. No, God. no matter how much talent they have on that team, they're they're not. He'll he'll lose it for him. I mean, he almost lost the wild card game. He should have lost. He should have lost the wild game. <laughs> yeah, I got nothing else for you. That you just had to touch upon that. Yeah, that was, that was embarrassing. <laughs> but I think it's unanimous that he shouldn't have a job right now. No. Yeah, he should be out. So we have uh, some other news to get to. Uh, quite unfortunately, so. It all pretty much started with uh, an article published in The Athletic by Evan Drellick, I believe, initially, and then co-signed by Ken Rosenthal, uh, basically detailing uh, the Astros' use of video in center field to steal signs illegally back in 2017, and then basically implicates Alex Cora as the mastermind, essentially, behind it all, the guy that basically set it all up and along with Carlos Beltran they were kind of like the quote-unquote ringleaders if you may and then obviously uh, also the Red Sox get implicated as well as Alex Cora in 2018 at least during the regular season I don't believe it was confirmed for the playoffs but yeah because in the playoffs they weren't allowed to use the they used the replay room yeah and in the playoffs they had a MLB official right yeah. outside the door so as far as we know, they did in the regular season use a replay room. That's what's uh, allegated. And then a day after, uh, the report comes out from Rob Manfred and the MLB. Uh, the Red Sox fire, or they mutually part ways, quote-unquote, with Alex Cora. You know, you can make what you will there. They probably fired him, and they're just using, you know, verbial, you know, whatever to soften the blow, I guess, and not rip the guy, but... Pretty much A.J. Hinch of the Astros and their GM get suspended for a year. The Astros fire them the day prior. Kind of sets the precedent for the Red Sox. And it seems like Alex Cora is going to get a harsher punishment, which sucks. It was a interesting two years. They have a historic franchise record, 108 winning uh, season games. And they go on a historic playoff run, too, in 2018. And now, after 2019 quite, you know, down year overall by their standards. Uh, don't even make the playoffs. Um, it sucks to see uh, Alex Cora go like this. I mean, if he were to just not be doing his job well and then he has to go, that's one thing. But two years flash in a pan with that success and now it's kind of, it seems almost tainted. It sucks. It sucks to see it like this. It's pretty obvious that all the players loved Alex Cora and he was very well liked and respected um yeah like you said dan it's it's a shame to see him go um but once uh hinch and the gm over there got and houston got fired it was kind of inevitable that cora was going to go to be interesting to see if beltron who is now the manager of the mets who hasn't even managed the game if he gets fired yep um he might not they said they weren't going to do anything with players as Ryan was telling me, but he's so it's a weird situation. But with all the headlines and everything, he might just get end up getting canned, which would be really funny. Yeah, it, yeah which we're just, saying it just be it would be hilarious <laughs> that he's gets signed as the coach and then never coaches a single game. Oh yeah, that would just be just an all time Mets moment. That would be so. Uh, nice. That would that would actually hurt. <laughs> also, too, back in the London series, mm-hmm. uh, Alex Cora. Oh, this video is in the press conference. <laughs> literally tells the media in London that Carlos Beltran was the best franchise uh, or free agent signing that the Yankees had in like almost a sarcastic manner, but he really meant it. Yeah, yeah, because he was that good at stealing. When signs, all this it? comes to yeah. light, yeah, yeah, it's literally oh, he's basically my peer in terms of. Sign stealing. He implicated mm-hmm. in that oh, area yeah. that Beltran was so good at sign stealing, <laughs> and that Cora was like, "Man, you think I? I'm good and at he this? Barely, man, look at this guy. He barely even played on that roster. Beltran, yeah. like he had a few at bats here. Yeah, there. he was a pinch hitter. I mean, it, it's it's just wild, dude. Like the fact that it ran this deep, especially with the Astros, how deep it ran for them. 
Yeah. And their their culture as a whole kind of got exposed uh, this past uh, postseason too. Well, let's let's just go over and explain what the schemes were. So yeah, just in yeah, case yeah. anyone doesn't know yeah. what exactly went on. So in Houston, yeah, go for it. Uh, it was a player driven thing where Carlos Beltran kind of proposed that hey, we should start looking at ways to sort of improve ourselves, start looking outside the box, and. Alex Cora came up with this idea to set up a camera uh, in center field and then to have a TV monitor installed just outside of the dugout where you can't see it on any sort of broadcast feed that would look into the dugout. You wouldn't be able to see it whatsoever. And they'd have a guy, on the, a bench guy, sitting, watching the monitoring, uh, watching the replays from center field to decode the signs from the dugout. And then they would pass that information on to the batter, mid at that, by banging, whistling, yelling, whatnot. But they determined that banging on a trash can, whether it was once, (laughs) twice, or not at all, to signal what was coming. Uh, And sometimes you can blatantly see that it worked. There are several occasions where you can just tell the hitter knows it's fastball coming and just tees it up. Or they're sitting on that curveball because they know it's coming. And they just set, nuke it. Uh, eventually, according to the reports that have come out, apparently they did ditch it uh, towards the end of 2018 because apparently they deemed that it wasn't working anymore. I'm using air quotes there. Uh, but essentially, that's what it started off as. Uh, and then it evolved into the bang of the trash can. Now, in Boston, they only used a... Cora only used a simplified version where they just went into the, like you guys were talking about, the video replay room that MLB started using in, like, I don't know what year it was. But apparently it was unguarded, unmanned whatsoever. You could just send a guy all willy-nilly up there and just sit in the video replay room, an MLB official video replay room, and just have a guy sit there and just go through all the replays, figure out the opposing signs, walk it back over, and then just tell everyone in the dugout. Yeah, and I mean, for anyone that, like, the way I kind of simplified it for myself is just imagine that kind of advantage, right? If you're a hitter and you're going up against any caliber of pitcher, but especially a high-level one, to know whether or not he's going, you know, fastball or off-speed is huge. I mean, if you're a guy that can't hit off-speed, you can't hit – you know, curveballs well or sliders, big breaking balls, and you get that sign or you get that lack of sign and you know that it's a fastball coming, I mean, come on. Like, that, like that is just, just blatant outright. And, I mean, if you steal that sign organically on the field, say, you know, you got a guy at second, he picks up on something, whatever, that's totally different. Yep. If you're using the replay room, if you're using video, you're using devices to steal signs, basically in the clubhouse, or using a, a you know a video monitor that's you know placed in center field, whatever, that is blatant outright illegal in the game, and that is an advantage that is absurd. And the Astros, by the way, in that 2017 playoffs, their home OPS was way higher, especially Jose Altuve. His OPS was like over a thousand at home, and it was, I believe, the last I saw, I'm pretty sure it was in like the 600s on the road. Like it just crazy differences that clearly tell you that they were doing something and it's obvious i mean and that's just it, it can't be in the game look when you see it was the the world series kershaw was pitching in houston oh, yeah mm-hmm. i think it was like game three and he got lit up oh he did there's a few instances where he throws a curveball and there's the you hear the banging or the whistling whatever and the guy just ropes a curveball like he knows that clayton kershaw the best probably best curveball in the game yeah and they know it's coming and they just rope it it's yeah. like that just sucks so bad for the dodgers too because they if they win that game if he pitches yeah. a, a gem like he normally would have before that whole yeah. playoff sort of vibe got into kershaw they could be a whole different narrative for kershaw it could be they could be world series champions and, yeah. and oh he's got no darvish i'm pissed off too i mean because that was a that was a seven game series yeah and games three and five they dominated at home and you just have to think. I mean, like Dan said, if, if it's organic, we used to do it all the time in high school, AAU, whatever, that everybody's sitting on the bench, you're trying to pick up signs. 
I'm at second base. I'm on second base, and I see the catch. See the catcher's signs, and I'm putting my hands between my legs because I know it's a fastball, or outside that I know it's a curveball, and like, it's a very organic thing that's been in the game forever and will continue to be in the game. Yeah, yeah. But if you're using replay and other stuff, that it's just it's too much, man, and you just it can't be a part of the game. I will say this though, MLB trying to install these harsh penalties on these guys for cheating is essentially just trying to cover their ass for allowing this to happen. Yeah. Because, like I, I mentioned, the replay rooms that were MLB official, like official MLB, supposed to be only MLB uh, workers in there, completely unguarded. That is inexcusable. How how can you have a video re- replay room that is accessible to the home team, or even both teams for that matter, and you, you just let that happen you don't know that that's going on i mean i know we've got two teams in the crossfires i know there's probably there could be more i know there's been stuff said about a couple other teams as potential just hit but to say that it's unfortunate that this is how this is coming about because this even this hurts mlb even worse because they already struggle to market their top tier talent we've we've talked about that a lot in terms of Mike Trout, like could would an average Joe be able to to identify Mike Trout on the streets? And th- but this is now what MLB is going to be known for, and that's just it's going to make it that much harder to build up sort of the the reputation and in that the star power that you want the good star like the I, I guess I'm losing it. Here. It's fine. If- but- Hold on, uh, one quick point. If you're the MLB too, right? Sports gambling is starting to become widely popularized and more legal throughout the U.S. You want your sports to be as clean as possible. And if you got teams doing this kind of shady shit, you got to come down on them hard. Oh, I agree. Or else, you know, people aren't going to trust you. They're not going to want to invest their betting money into your sport. And once, like, betting becomes, you know, countrywide legal I mean for every sport it, it's only going to make them like billions and billions of more dollars and that's ultimately what they have to cover too yeah Zach I think when the the Red Sox got caught with the Apple Watch yeah. thing too yeah, yeah. the MLB kind of told them okay don't do it again like it was kind of slap on the wrist thing and they're like if you do it again like we're going to come after you and people kind of laughed at that now <laughs> this happens now they come down super harsh and they're really trying to cut it off, like you said, and both of you guys made the points that you're trying to make your game as clean as possible and like put on a good product for people and not have it be tainted, like when the M- NBA was tainted with the Tim Donahue oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. Yep, and yep. like nobody trusted that, and everybody was like, oh, this league is fixed and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. You don't want that. Nobody wants that. No. So, I mean, a year for each of those guys, I get it. The... And then the the system GM for the Houston Astros got lifetime banned. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, because yeah. you that. add upon, you add upon the the comments that he made, and now that you yeah. know that he yeah. may or may not have known about this, more likely knew about it than yeah. didn't. Yeah. Like at least AJ Hinch, from what I've heard and yeah. seen, he tried to stop it. Yeah, he smashed he, one of the monitors twice. that uh, Cora put up yeah. twice on two occasions. He tried to just stop it, but he couldn't. They would still do it, and so he just said, fuck it. I'm just going to sit back and do my job yeah. to the best of my abilities. I can't stop this. They keep going after it instead of reporting it. What happens if Mike Fears doesn't snitch? I mean, I feel like somebody else would some, Somebody would have at some point. I mean, because allegedly there was, you know, other sources that weren't named in that uh, athletic report that were tied to the Red Sox. So, I mean... I don't know. I mean, I, I I have no idea who else would have snitched, but at the same time, I'm glad it happened, but it sucks. I mean, this offseason has been a whirlwind. It, if you're high in bloom, you're like, what the fuck, man? Like, what what did I get myself into? Like, what is what, what the hell is going on here? This is not in my contract. First of all, Mookie and JD, all this shit. Chris Sale and David Price, their contracts, and now... Oh, great, our manager cheated uh, over there in Houston, and now he's gone. Fuck, I need a new manager. Oh, 
And speaking of Mookie, if any chances of him re-signing with the Sox, I think just ended with Cora being fired. Like, Cora was a player's guy. I don't see any way Mookie stays on with a brand new manager. It's like Brian, or one of the bench coaches, but... Yeah, I've heard Eduardo uh, Perez thrown out there, who apparently is a well-respected candidate, but... Yeah, it's definitely not good when your manager, over the past two years, that has brought you a title, nonetheless, how it came about, that he's gone. That sucks, and the offseason just got a lot more worse. Spring training is right on our backs, and... Yeah, pictures and catches report in, like, a month. Yeah. yeah. And that's it they got to walk into. And the Astros, yes, they lost their GM. Yes, they lost their head coach. I think the most substantial loss is the draft picks. Yeah. They got docked a first and a second mm-hmm. the next two years. I'm worried about that for the Sox now, too. Yeah. The $5 million that they got is whatever. Is li- that's yeah. the slap on the wrist. Like, oh, we're just going to add yeah. that in as Apparently a... Apparently that's ha, the ha, highest ha. amount you can yeah. find. Yeah. Yeah. But the, they've yeah. made that up yeah. by, like, the championship merchandise yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and cut it and they're not having to pay their they, salaries. They clap their hands and they, <laughs> yeah. they make that Whenever money. they find a, a major sports team money, like when they find the Pats, like, 900000 for some bullshit that they did, it's like... Come on, like find them like twenty million. Yeah. Then we're then we're talking to something substantial. Like yeah. Then the nine hundred thousand. Were you talking the beer sales for one game? Yeah. Yeah. Like seriously. Jonathan, care to uh, chime in here? Um, I mean, I think you guys hit the nail on the head. I mean, there's there's no doubt in my mind that the Astros are doing something in twenty seventeen. There's no doubt in my mind the Red Sox are doing something in twenty eighteen. I mean. The Red Sox have been around for a long time, and they just happened to win 108 games that season, their best season of all time. I mean, I think it's pretty obvious that they were they were cooking up something fishy. And, uh, you know, I had a feeling. You, you knew kind of in the back of your head when the Astros fired Hinch and the GM that, you know, the Red Sox had to do the same because John Henry, as history has foretold, John Henry really cares about, you know, the image and the – Publicity and stuff. Yeah. It's why he bought the globe so he can. Why he changed the name so of Yaki Way? So he can have. Uh, so he can have the press in his corner, and you know, if they didn't fire Core, a lot of people would be coming after him. So he chose to do you know the quote on quote unquote moral thing here, and I, it came as no surprise when they fired him yesterday. I yeah. had a feeling it was coming down after the Astros did the same thing. Absolutely. No. It's tough. tough. At the end of the day, though. Would I trade Cora being fired for that World Series run? Yeah. Not yeah. 10 times out of 10. Yeah. I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd have to agree. It's, it's, it's tough. Like, you obviously, you'll do, I'll, I think all of us would do some crazy shit to win, a ch- see another championship for whatever your favorite team is. Um, but to end it, um, I think that the play and there will be no players suspended out of this because the commissioner came out and said it's too uh inconsistent it's impossible to know who was really into it through yeah. it and who wasn't who kind of was just letting it happen in front of them and who was really getting involved with it right. and there's so many guys now that are on different teams i mean like we already said carlos beltran's freaking manager. manager now and he was a player on that team yeah. so how how do you even possibly reason that? And yeah, so, I mean, Dan brought up Jose Altuve's uh, stats, stats at, at home versus away, but, like, Jose Altuve is one of the best hitters in the game, and it's not inconceivable that a guy is going to hit better at home. Yeah. So, like, it, like you are saying, there's nothing you can really do to yeah. the players. Like, unless you have actual, like, re- re- recording of, like, yeah. them doing it on a consistent basis, then... You would have to have video evidence yeah. of, like, the... Pl- Specific players like who, banging on the trash can, yeah, exactly, or like literally like communicating on the bench, hey, uh, or like what staring at the monitor, like, and I don't think there that's out there, and so we're that's where you're gonna see the players get out of this pretty much unscathed, yeah, and uh, I don't know if that's good or bad for the game, but. Hopefully this will serve as like the final warning to anyone that was trying to find ways to get around the system to try and get an advantage. Don't even don't even fucking try. It's not worth it. Yeah. True. 
Uh, now we wait for the new manager. Yeah, now, now we wait among uh, other things in town, as well as the whole Brady saga that we don't even need to touch on. Yeah, we, there's not, like no. Yeah. That's not coming down until much. That's not coming yeah. down for a bit, so. But still got other teams in town, um, including the Boston Celtics, uh, who lose tonight. Uh, to the Detroit Pistons, one sixteen to one hundred three, and uh, they sit second place, twenty seven and twelve, uh, seven and a half behind the Bucks. I don't think anybody's catching them. Twenty seven? Are they twenty seven and twelve now, or twenty seven thirteen? They're twenty seven and twelve. Okay. Yeah, they're uh, now tied with the Heat. Unless the Heat won their game. The Heat were winning. They were winning their yeah, game. Yeah, the Heat won I, their I, game. I don't think be... it's. I don't think it's over yet, though. Yeah. Yeah. So five and five in the in the last ten. Uh. How do we feel? We're getting closer to All-Star break and the trade deadline. Ultimately, I want your guys' thoughts. Like, Do you, do you think this team should stay as constituted? Do you think a move has to be made minor or major? More likely minor, obviously. Yeah. Um, what Jonathan, do you think? Yeah, Jonathan. Um, there's, a dif- I, there's a difference here between what I want and what I expect give me both i want them to make a move i expect them to stand pat and wait for the buyout market to clear at the end of february that's typically where they've acted in the past that's where a lot of contenders act that are up against the cap um you know they haven't made a deal actually at the deadline since they traded for isaiah thomas i think that was in 2015 Um, didn't they salary dump somebody last year at the at the Deadline? Yeah. No. They haven't made a move in, since Isaiah Thomas. That's what I read today. But I think I think you're gonna see them in in the buyout market um, towards the end of February. That's that's where I would expect. I do expect them to add someone, but I think it will be through that. Um, I don't know exactly players that are gonna be up, you know, for buyouts. But uh, I've read a couple of the trade targets they're looking at. I don't hate. You know, some of them, but realistically, everyone wants to get a big, but I think the price is just too steep. Like, they're not, there's no way, Andre Drummond might get traded at the deadline, but there's no way he gets traded to the Celtics. Um, and if they're going to target someone via trade, it's, I think it's going to be a, a better shooting someone off the bench, like a, an Alex Burks. He's on the end of his contract. He's in Golden State. You know, they're tanking. A team like that, you just send, you know, a heavily protected, you know, pick that hopefully could turn into a end of the first round, but probably be somewhere in the middle of the second round type of pick. And, you know, maybe you could you could get that from a tanking team like Golden State. But I really don't expect much. I wouldn't be opposed for them trading for, you know, someone like Andre Drummond. But I think you're going to wait and see them into the the buyout market for someone, you know, Either a shooter, like I mentioned, or someone, a big, like, you know, Dwayne Dedman or something like that. Nerlens Noel. Yeah, some big that's probably going to get bought out. Yeah. Um, well, Nerlens Noel won't get bought out because yeah. he's on the Thunder and the Thunder actually competes. Yeah. So you would need the Thunder to actually start tanking yeah. for that to happen. But he would be super cheap. I think he's, like, barely a million. Yeah. And you got to remember, I it would be nice for them to get – Robert Williams back and healthy before the All-Star break because he was showing a few flashes um, before he got hurt that he might be able to, you know, take over that role as the defensive center. But I don't expect them to make much. I still think they have enough talent to to make a run in the East, depending on how their path shapes up. Um, But I wouldn't get my hopes up, and I definitely wouldn't get ahead of myself and think they're making a deal because history shows that most likely they're not and they'll wait as i mentioned for the file market yeah i also read today that they don't they don't expect williams to be back before uh the break so um that's as of like three hours ago so and uh the heat did win so the celtics are now the three seed in the east which is a big deal not as of right now but in terms of future prospect yeah. You look at the East, the standings. And the Sixers are the sixth seed right now. Yeah, yeah the top six are like a clear cut above the rest of the, the conference. So having a top two seed in the East is crucial. 
and you already know the Bucks are running away with this as the one seed. So it's going to be a dogfight for that two seed. Because if you don't get that two seed, you're playing in either the three six or the four five, and you're playing an actually good team yeah, in the first right. round. Yeah, we've talked about this before, mm-hmm. and it's a huge, it's a huge deal. Yeah. If you get the two, you're playing like a crappy, washed up version of Brooklyn. Yeah. Or you're getting Orlando. Yeah, Orlando, <laughs> or, or something like that. But the Celtics over the last couple of weeks, they are playing down to their competition, and tonight against the Pistons only confirmed that. They lost to the Washington Wizards. The Washington Wizards, they are the worst defensive team in the league, and the Celtics only put up 94 on them. That was embarrassing. That it was embarrassing. Yes, you had no Kemba for that game, but they had no Bradley Beal, no Thomas Bryant. They had none of their starters. They put out a G League team and lost to them. Then you lose to San Antonio. You get wiped at home uh, because Kemba gets tossed for the first time ever. Then you lose the very next night in Philadelphia, and they didn't have Embiid. And it wasn't even close. Another 15-point loss. And they were up big at the beginning of that game, too. Yep. They were up 15 in like the first quarter, mm-hmm. second quarter. Now, now they lose handily at home again to another crap team in the Pistons. And this is a span where the Celtics should be like 8-2 and two in their last 10. And instead, they're 5-5. Five and five. You see Milwaukee, they're just dominating through this similar stretch. They've they've won nine of their last ten, and they're facing similar competition. And you see the Celtics, and they're not doing the same. Yeah. And that is concerning to me. Yeah, and that that's something the Celtics were doing though with at for the first, you know, two months of the season. I think they were, you know, twelve and one, thirteen and one going into around New Year's against yep. um, teams below five hundred and these teams you're mentioning, Wizards, Pistons, Spurs. San Antonio. I mean, they're all well below 500. They're all trash, and I mean, they gotta, they have, you have to win these games because you have to beat these trash teams. Because mm-hmm. when the schedule is gonna get tough, they're gonna go back on a West Coast trip, yeah, as they did earlier this year, and they struggled on that. And I mean, you you gotta get that second seed if you want to make a legit type of run in the in the spring. If, yeah. if you if you thought the the Pistons were tough, playing the Pistons at home was tough. Now tomorrow night you got to go to Milwaukee. Yeah, yeah good not... luck winning that. Yeah. And who do you get on Monday? Oh yeah, you got LeBron and the Lakers. Good yeah. luck. Yeah. Yep. I mean, those are gonna be big uh, measuring stick games for sure. I like, mean, yeah. Canner has been playing very well of late. He's averaging twelve and twelve over the last two weeks. Good for him. That's great. That it's great to see him playing like sort of see someone sort of rise up from the bench and take over that lead bench scoring role. And Tatum's been playing well of late as well, but Jalen is shooting 37% from the field over the last two weeks. He's sort of hit a rough patch. And then Marcus Smart has been dog shit shooting the ball since he came back from injury. Who's dog shit again tonight? Yeah, so uh, just too many inconsistencies of late. I know it's, it's sort of like the dog days for the NBA right now in January couple weeks before the All-Star game, but they could really use a little shot in the arm to turn things around and get some momentum going into the All-Star break. Yeah, what really the biggest thing I, I'm concerned with them is is their defense. I mean, we talked about this at, back in October about how we didn't think they were going to be able to defend, mm-hmm. you know, at all. And a night like tonight, I mean, that came to fruition. I don't understand why they... You have Marcus Smart, who everyone wants to be their deep boy, but it seems like it's consistently these guards that he should be guarding that are torching the Celtics. Like, Derrick Rose tonight, torch them. Shouldn't Isn't Marcus Smart supposed to be locking him down? You'd or think. Some, you would think, right? But I guess that's maybe who Kemba was guarding. I guess, but, I mean, I just don't... Their defense is concerning to me because that speaks more about a just not a lack of effort because you're going to have nights where you... There's just nothing's going down. But, you know, as the saying goes, defense travels. Defense is all about effort, you know. As I, as I just said, you know. There's nights where you're not going to be able to, to score at all. But you can – it doesn't matter what you're doing on the offensive end. If you try, you can defend. Yeah. All right, I got a question for you guys. You said that Celtics are championship caliber team, but you're worried about them between the two and the three seed. Do they have any chance of beating the Bucks as a, in a seven-game series? 
from I, what I've seen right now, no. Uh, they've played them well when they've played them head to head this year. I think they've split the first two games yeah, so far. Each one on home, home court. court. So I think they could hang. Could they win? I'm sort of still a little biased towards what happened in the playoffs last year. And so I'm still factoring that in a little bit. I know that was a kind of a di- completely different makeup of a team. But it doesn't look like the Bucks have missed a beat since last year. And Celtics got cooked by them last year. Uh, as of right now, could they beat them? I, I mean, you've got to give them a puncher's chance, but I'd still take the Bucks in, in a seven-game series over them. Yeah, I would I would still take the Bucks, um, but in seven games, um, I think it would be close. I, I am interested to see what they do tomorrow. I'm I'm not really expecting. My hopes are not that high tomorrow. Second no. night of back to back, they got travel. The Bucks are two have had yeah. two days and off. And the Bucks blew out. Um, I think they played New York the last night. Yeah, and they, they blew them out. They sat everyone in the fourth quarter, or whatnot. Yeah, they'll be um, fresh. I don't, you know, I don't have much faith, but I still think the Celtics can compete with anyone in the league because they. They have, you know, in my mind, they have four scorers yeah. that can go for 20 every single night. In Tatum, Brown, Kemba, and Hayward. And, you know, it's a wings league now. It's not a center's league anymore, you know. It's it's a wings league. And they have three. You know, they have one in Tatum who's ascending. He's almost to a you know, elite superstar level. You have another one in Brown who's playing near an all-star caliber, and you have Hayward, who had a really nice night tonight. Maybe he's coming around finally. You know, it seems it takes him a while to get back after he gets hurt. Um, so maybe he's finally, you know, filling in there. And, I mean, if I look at the other teams in the East, I just don't know if the Celtics are cooking on all cylinders. As we mentioned before, I just don't know if anyone else can outscore them. I mean, the, the Bucks. I still think they would beat the Celtics in a series, but outside of Giannis, I mean, Middleton is okay, but he really can't create a shot, and no one else really can on that team. So I give the Celtics a shot against Milwaukee, but I think it would come down to home court. So if, like, the Celtics aren't going to catch the Bucks for the one seed, but if the Celtics had home court and the Bucks didn't, I would pick the Celtics. But I'm just going with the classic NBA home court means everything, and it – it really does in the NBA. It means so much. Yeah, I at the beginning of the season, I when we did our picks, I said that the Bucks would beat the Celtics in seven, or at least in the conference final. So I'm sticking with that. I I think they can score with the Bucks, but I think when it comes crunch time, I think Giannis has only gotten better um, over the past you know few seasons, and I think he's only getting better. Still, obviously, hasn't even really hit his prime. So. Yeah, I think that team is still too good, and obviously they're showing that with the way they've uh, been about halfway through the season. So, yeah, I, I love this team, but I think they'll fall short ultimately in the conference finals, unfortunately. Um, Bruins, though. Um, they stink. Not much better. <laughs> they're worse. Take the lead. Dude, just win an overtime game. Yeah. Like, win a shootout. Impossible. Literally impossible. It's lit- I mean, that that Martian the other night, that <laughs> oh was my. like, if that didn't sum up their shootout like this season, I don't know what does. If anybody didn't see it, he had a chance to tie it. The Flyers had just scored on the shootout, and he had to come down and score to tie the game and send it to another round of shootout. And he skates up, barely grazes the puck with the, top, with the bottom of his stick, basically just whiffs. And the puck moved a little bit, so that's his shot. Yeah. Just skates right over the fucking puck. Yeah, they're, they're five, two, and three in their last ten. They're currently on a two-game losing streak, and their lead in the Atlantic is down to six points because the Tampa Bay Lightning are right. on Tampa's coming for fire. They are coming. They for started off mega slow, and now they are mega hot and. This is where a three and twelve record in overtime and zero and seven in shootouts is could come back to bite the Bruins in the ass. 
It's it's embarrassing, man. I mean, then they lose three zero to Columbus last night. That was they just didn't come to play at and all. Rask gets a concussion. I mean, there's no there's no toughness on this team. It really isn't. And I mean, you got the first line. That's about it. I mean, Pasternak's been amazing. Marshawn's been amazing. Marshawn's got the six most points in the league. He doesn't get picked to an All Star game though. Problem with that. Keep the rest. That's some bullshit. Take the rest. That's fine with me. Yeah, that's fair. But still, that's (laughs) fucking horseshit. Yeah. And Tuca took a elbow to the freaking head last night too. That was scary. He said. He said. Oh, I'm sorry. I wasn't. But one more thing, I do want to say. When the host Bruins, the Bruins have just been like. I'm gonna head out. They've been consistently blowing leads as well. They yeah. blew leads against. Um, yeah, they're up the three against Flyers. the Flyers. I mean, it seems like they've had a few games where they're up late, you know, going into the third, and they've been blowing them. And it's just, it's not a good sign, you know. We mentioned earlier at the season when they started so hot that you know they could afford to go through, you know, a rough patch because they built themselves such a lead. But well, they're in a now run. they're. Rough patch, it's coming to the end. Yeah. They gotta they gotta figure it out fast or Tampa Bay is going to catch them and is going to pass them. And then you gotta play Montreal in the first round. Or no, sorry, Toronto in the first again. round. Again. Yep. And that's gonna go seven. And Obviously. you gotta play seven again. <laughs> and then you gotta go play Tampa Bay. So No boy no. And the, the the last ten has really been tough. It's you could almost say what I said about the Celtics it could also apply to the Bruins. They're not facing any real serious competition either of late i mean they're they're dropping games to teams that realistically they should they lost to the uh, what the devils uh, about suck. a week ago they're awful uh like that that's a game where i know maybe that's like a tough one you're playing the worst team in that division i think they're like the second worst team in the conference only ahead of like detroit but you lost to detroit too early detroit in the season detroit owns them um but I don't, I don't know, man. Like they, I don't. You don't want to be playing down to your competition. That's not a good sign of things to come, uh, especially if you're trying to get home ice. Uh, but do you? Are you guys concerned about the OT, like their record in overtime? Because in overtime in in the regular season, it's four on four. Three on three. Three on three. Sorry, thank you for that. Uh, and then shootout doesn't even exist in uh, playoffs. So is that? like an actual concern going forward come like the postseason it's not it's not a concern for me like in the playoffs my big thing is it is a concern right now because they're as we mentioned before tampa bay is coming up their ass and if they keep losing these games and they're only getting one point out of them you know i'm not asking them to go undefeated in overtime but like if they were just 500 they would be they would be so much more comfortably in first right now if they were just average in overtime. And, yeah, I mean, to, to answer that question, no, it doesn't – I'm not like, oh, my God, they if they go to overtime in the playoffs, they're not going to win. No, because it's 5-on-5 five five yeah. and anything can happen with some dumb puck luck. But it is concerning in the regular season because you have to win some of these games because Tim Bay is going to every single game they go to overtime in. Exactly. I mean, if, if you have, like – five, six more points, yeah. just winning half those games, yeah. then you're a double-digit point lead in the conference going in around the All-Star break, and you're feeling fine. But, yeah, to your point, Ryan, it's it's not that much of a concern because five-on-five five and three-on-three three are very different things. Mm-hmm. So they've shown that they're pretty good five-on-five five this year. Obviously, they're trash three-on-three. Three. Um but, I mean, you get the top line out. I, I don't understand what the amount of talent that they have in the top line, plus Krejci. They can't split up those two guys. And then you got Krug and Carlo or McAvoy, whoever, that they're not better three-on-three. Three. It just baffles me. Mm. Yeah, I pretty much agree. I mean, you would like to see them figure it out somehow before the playoffs start, but... Yeah, I don't know. It is pretty concerning when you see them just fail time and time again in overtime. And, yeah, it's the regular season, but at some point it'll be nut-cutting time and they're going to have to figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. Got to cut some nuts. Cut some nuts. It's nut-cutting time. (laughs) Um, Before we uh, move on to our 
new segment. Um, anything else you guys got to add here in the week of sports? Yeah. Uh, one thing we didn't talk about was the retirement of Luke Keekley. Oh, uh, right. That, I guess, it, in a sense, it came out of the blue. But when you really think about it, it's a guy, this is a guy who literally was concussed so bad on the field, he cried. Like, yeah, he's been through a lot of head injuries. His brain is mush. Yeah. yeah, so when you really take a step back and look at it, his retirement isn't that much of a surprise. It, it sucks because he's 28, 29 he's years 20, old. Yeah, he's been a stud. Eight, eight seasons in the league, yeah. He, he is, he's, him and Lawrence Taylor are the only ones to win defensive rookie of the year followed by defensive player of the year the second year. I mean, he had all the talent in the world, but at the end of the day, the, the head – the, the nature of football got the best of him and uh, cut his career in half. And you hate to see it, and uh, you can only wish him the best. Kikui, Luck, and Gronk all in one year. Yeah. yeah. That's three that's guys tough. in their late 20s. Yeah. yeah. That's that's tough. That's tough. I mean, going I think back a couple of years, too, you got Calvin Johnson, too. Yep, right? Megatron. All guys and 30 and under that Patrick are retired. Willis, who was like maybe 30 yeah. when he retired. Mm-hmm. You had the guy on uh, San Francisco. The other guy, yeah, that, the other in San Francisco. Oh, yeah. There. I can't He's, remember his name. He was younger. He played though, like two, yeah. three seasons, yeah. and then it was just like, I nope. thought it was after his rookie year. He might have been. Retired. You, you might he, be was, he was a stud. He was nasty. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's sad. But I, it wouldn't surprise me to at all to maybe not in this year, but next year. Not coming back, but I could definitely see Keekley getting into coaching. He just seems like a guy. That, oh, he's a football guy. Yeah, yeah. I could definitely see him being some a D coordinator, like oh, a, yeah. a variable esque path. Yeah. I think he even um, said he still wanted to be involved somehow. Yeah, yeah. He could easily be their linebackers coach. Oh yeah, yeah. right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just not getting hit in the head every yeah. day is probably a good thing for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. thousand percent there. Uh, so go Eagles. <laughs> yeah. I believe we got a new segment to unveil uh, now that. No more mortal locks. I mean, probably the saddest thing. San ever. Francisco still a mortal lock this weekend. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you're betting, San Francisco. Yeah. Titans money line mortal lock. Lock oh it in, baby, on the board. Um, assault. Nah. Assault. But yeah, so we're gonna do a top four Mount Rushmore type of deal of just anything, literally anything. Can so be sports related. Can be not sports related. One one person will come up with uh, their Mount Rushmore for the week, and then. The others will react and give their thoughts, and yeah. So Zach is the first one up. Zach, all right. Well, these, these Johnnies have no idea what's coming for them. <laughs> oh God! Uh, this Johnny <laughs> is not ready. <laughs> we got the Mount Rushmore of desserts. Oh, oh, oh no! So to start us off, we got the classic apple pie. That's Gotta number four. Up. There's no. It's not. Like no, a he's not do, no. He's order. not doing. Okay. No order. Okay. It's like okay. a. Like you don't number the presidents on the no, right, right. right. Okay. <laughs> apple pie, you know, a nice, warm, crisp apple pie, man. Ah, wonderful. Next, we got the chocolate lava cake. Yeah. Nice little chocolate Three cake. Stacked. Cuts Three open. Stacked. You got like the hot fudge coming out of it. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Next one, an Oreo Blizzard. Yeah. DQ. <laughs> DQ. Probably not real ice cream. But good. that thing tastes so freaking good. <laughs> and last but not least, some of you may not have heard this, a pizuki. Does anybody what? here know what that is? No. Is that Greek? No. It is from the restaurant. <laughs> from the restaurant BJ's, which is in California. It's basically they take they take a cast iron skillet, put a big cookie in it, they bake it in the oven. And then they pull it out and top a big thing of ice cream on it. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know what that is. Oh, man. That, that thing Suzuki's. Yeah. Mm. So that's I, basically like a giant, like, uh, ice cream sandwich, like ice cream cookie sandwich without the top cookie. Yeah. Oh, that's, that sounds amazing. Yeah. It's orgasmic. I would say an honorable mention, uh, you know, like the cookie brownie hybrids? They're called, like, blondies, I think. Oh, blondie yes. brownies? Yeah, oh, yeah. No, those, those are fire. I would like to commend you for not putting on the disgusting, overrated dessert that is birthday cake or cake in general. You it, put on a lava cake, but like ice cream cake, it, is lava fun. cake's a different thing. Yeah, yeah. I think birthday cake is trash. Well, birthday cake is like <laughs> I don't. Know, it 
it's usually like sitting there and it's just it's not so, like most of the time it's, it's dry great. on the inside yeah. and like or it's just loaded with frosting yeah, it's too much too frosting, much frosting. Yeah. yeah it makes you feel which like... I never thought would be a bad thing as a little kid but now it's like <laughs> yeah man like, that's like I used to be I used to be all about like give me a corner piece give me a corner mm-hmm. piece and now I'm like Mm-hmm. Give me a middle. If it's chocolate, I'm like, I'm like let me just cut off this frosting. I like <laughs> yeah. the cake part. Yeah. My honorable mention would be because uh, you guys have taken some of them. Uh, would be a brownie sundae, just classic brownie sundae. That's fair. Whether you got the whipped cream, I wouldn't do a cherry, but I do the whipped cream, the fudge, uh, sprinkles, whatnot, all that good you know, stuff. You know, that what was uh, that yeah. just fell off the side of the cliff. <sighs> Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> that's rip. Sorry, that would have replaced my apple pie. Yeah, that and apple pie were pretty close to me, but you know, a nice apple pie on a holiday is uh, it's kind of a staple. I I, yeah. I think you're sleeping on. I don't know how many people eat this all the time, but speaking of like a pie, this isn't like a tr- It's more of like a greasy like poor man's pie, but the pudding pie with like you put you get the pie crust like you throw in the Jello, the pudding, the instant pudding. Eat top wood whipped cream, so good. I don't know about so that one. Cheap. Pretty out on that. Oh, no. You gotta try it. Have you, I, have you I've had, had something it? similar to that. Oh, it's so good. Okay, it's so good. One more thing from DQ is a vanilla cone and the chocolate, chocolate dip. dip. Good shit. That's some good shit right there. DQ getting too much. You get it while it's still warm. <laughs> oh, it's oh. Shout out WBL FBL league sponsor. Dude. League sponsor. <laughs> yep, on the board. Ryan and I owe each other a five buck lunch. That's True. Like, that they have raised to six dollars. What? Six buck lunch. Six I buck owe you lunch. a six buck lunch. I owe now? you a six buck lunch. I still owe this kid a small from our uh, Ritter. Yeah, he does. I'll owe you that for the next three years. Yeah, until the first oh, rage bucket. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's been since like July. Yeah. <laughs> I'm waiting until the price gets in. It's already been raised once. Nah. Yeah. Is it really? Oh, I mean, it, it used, a large used to be eight. Yeah, it used That's to be true. four and eight, now it's five and yeah. ten. You just hand him five bucks and be like, you're fucking so nah, He won't so do it. He won't do it. And he. And, he purposely gets to the range earlier than he says he's going to, <laughs> so that I can't get him the small. He already has his large. He's like, oh no, I'm all good. <laughs> Bastard. You're showing an hour, you're showing an hour early next time, holding a bucket of balls <laughs> as he shows up and he yeah. just turns yeah, around and drives yeah, it Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's the play, too. 100%. Yeah, you just gotta, you gotta like, hide. You gotta buy it and, like, hide. <laughs> Drive, drive a different car so I don't know that you're okay. <laughs> uh, He's got a lot to choose from. <laughs> yeah. I'll take an Uber. I'll just take an Uber. <laughs> With you That's worth more yeah. than the small. <laughs> <laughs> as long as I get the small paid for, that's all I care about at this point. I'll pay whatever it takes. <laughs> pay you a hundred bucks and buy a five dollar bucket. Yeah. Really just empty out the whole bag. Oh well, uh, I believe that's our show. Uh, hour-long show this week. Pretty solid. Um, yeah, um, one more thing I just want to add is, uh, go Tigers. The LSU Tigers are probably one of the greatest football teams of all time. Go uh, Tigers, baby! The Tigers are trash. Trash! Right, overrated. Joe they... Burrow is the GOAT. 60 touchdowns in one season. 5,600 passing yards. Uh, 76% completion percentage. Are you kidding me? And apparently, stay woke. Or, it's not really stay woke, it's just a cool stat. But his... <laughs> His record-breaking uh, touchdown pass was to Randy Moss's yeah. son. Yeah, it was. That's fucking amazing. Randy. Go Tigers! Yeah, and uh, you said tra- Clemson trash, but, you know, I am a bit of a Duke fan, but Clemson did beat Duke in basketball. Bendy! And Duke went down! <laughs> Clemson go. doing me dirty all across the board this week! Doesn't matter what sport! Love to see Fuck it. Fuck Clemson! And I, I want to ah! bet over Ryan for the Fendi. spread. LSU spread. Never in doubt. Five never and a half was literally never in doubt. Ryan, join our golf club golf league. Club. The Golf Club 2019. Check Love it out. It. Ryan's Retired is the league name if anybody out there wants Twitch. to join. We got random Johnny in there. Twitch.tv forward slash ZWAC05. Twitch.tv forward slash JSOE1797. Twitch.tv forward slash Brownie1224. Uh, yeah. This is Check out. the worst day <laughs> of my life. Bad. I am in no mood! <laughs> Sir! <laughs> Ryan, well, Ryan had to buy a golf game. <laughs> Stephen A. reference in the show. You'll have to see it. Thank you all for tuning in. We'll uh, have another show next week, and uh, we'll let you know when that's going to drop. And uh, thank you 
for listening, and uh, go Tigers! These are some of the worst days that I have had in a very long time! This is bad. Very, very bad. Stephen A. I got more skips coming. I love that. Almost heaven, West Virginia, Blue Ridge Mountains, Shenandoah River. Life is older, older than the trees, younger than the mountains, growing like a breeze. Country roads, take me home to the place. Drop in my eye, country road.